Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman of the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. And Jason, this week we want to talk about the question that everyone is going to be asked next week, and that is ballot questions at the polls. Everyone has a say here. What is the issue? What needs to be said? Yeah, I think off the bat, it's important to uh, just remember that uh, on these uh, four very important ballot questions, all registered voters will be able to vote on them despite this being a primary election. So, um, you know, you have to be uh, a registered in a political party, uh, one of the two major political parties to vote in the primary uh, for the the actual candidates. But as it pertains to these uh, these these ballot questions, uh, any registered voter can uh, can go to the polls and make their voice heard. So I, I think that's very important. I think what we what we want to do here is is provide some background information as to why these questions were presented to uh, to the voters. So, um, of course, the first two ballot questions are uh, amendments. Actually, the first three are amendments to the Pennsylvania Constitution. The first two have to deal with the governor's emergency disaster declaration authority. Now, <clears throat> over the past 14, 15 months, we have really seen uh, the worst of excessive government authority uh, in, in, in how the governor has handled this pandemic. Uh, we know that the decisions he was making were not based upon science, were not based upon uh, the use of epidemiologists, were not used based upon uh, a consulting uh, you know group within his office that uh, used, used the facts and really on the ground awareness. It was made by a, a secret group of people in his office that they aren't disclosing uh, exactly who they are. And those decisions and the whims uh, of this group of people, unidentified group of people that to this day remain secret despite ongoing litigation to try to find out who they were uh, and who they are. Um, was responsible for not shutting down businesses, uh, ruining lives and livelihoods, making the nursing home order that uh, you know contributed, at least that's what we're investigating, to the deaths of uh, over 13,000 Pennsylvanians uh, that went above and beyond CDC recommendations, um, you know, kept kids out of school, kept businesses shut, uh, picked winners and losers, engaged in a, uh, a subjective and often confusing business waiver program to keep businesses open, um, and uh, and and. That, for the last 14, 15 months, all that authority has been wrapped up in one person, uh, the governor, and unelected bureaucrats at his choosing. Um, that's not how government works in a constitutional democratic republic. Um, that That's just, you can't cut the people's voice uh, of their elected representatives and senators out. That is, uh, that that just shreds the rule of law. What we don't need, uh, and you know, go- government often gets tagged with trying to find, um, trying to find solutions to problems that don't exist. What we don't need uh, and what should be protected against is now seeing uh, the deference given to governors in emergency disaster declarations. Um, A governor who doesn't want to work with the General Assembly, wants to do things his way or her way, uh, a Republican or a Democrat, finding uh, trying to find an emergency that doesn't exist merely to use their emergency disaster declaration authority. And this really lays bare the, the situation we've lived through for the last year plus has laid bare the the greater problem in that a governor in our state under the law currently can come in, declare an emergency about anything, and then wield these kind of executive powers for as long as he wants. And that's what this really Uh, what these ballot questions address. We need to make sure that the people have their say, that we need to grab power back from a governor, from any governor who wants to 
use the office as an office of a of a sovereign. Yeah, and and that that is absolutely right. And I think it's been very interesting that you know this this administration has been the case study in the dangers of emergency disaster authority. Um, the the problem comes with you know it it comes in small increments, and they sort of started pushing the envelope and testing the water with the uh, opioid overdose epidemic uh, and declaring that an emergency disaster uh, and using the declaration authority there. Um, I remember I was I was not uh, in this role at the time. I was actually a reporter and th- and covering that event. And the reason they made it such a big deal is because nobody, no governor ha- had ever uh, used that authority in that manner before to take this uh, sort of, uh, I would say, amorphous problem and use the emergency disaster declaration authority to try, which was arguably meant to. Um, you know, get through floods and major snowstorms and hurricanes and natural disasters and the like and apply it to a social problem. Um, And once they have pushed the envelope on that, they've used the COVID-19 emergency disaster declaration to push the envelope on uh, emergency disaster uh, authority in terms of whatever the executive can do. It's become uh, one person's way or the highway. And, you know, 200 and uh, 203 members, uh, 253 members of the Pennsylvania General Assembly have been entirely cut out of that process. Uh, and, and essentially, um, we've been under, you know, one person rule for the last 14, 15 months as it comes to uh, emergency disaster declaration authority. So, uh, you know, over the course of the last two sessions, uh, the General Assembly has worked in a bipartisan fashion to try to give more checks and, and balances to this approach uh, and put that to the voters, which they'll be voting on on Tuesday, to decide how they want to be governed. Do they want to have their uh, elected representatives and senators, which is their voice in this government, uh, to have a say in how these things are run after 21 days? Or do they want to uh, continue to have this ability for a governor to come in, uh, any governor, regardless of party, and entirely cut those folks out and govern how he wants to? Uh, right now, we're under three different emergency disaster declarations. Again, the opioid one, which has been renewed 14 times, the COVID-19 emergency disaster declaration, which has been going on since early March 2020, and then another one related in Philadelphia, or that's a statewide disaster declaration declaration, but targeted to Philadelphia uh, that's been going on since uh, April over the Derek Chauvin uh, uh, conviction in the George Floyd case. So, um, you know, three ongoing uh, to, to, to what extent they're still necessary uh, is something, uh, you know, we're asking the, the voters to uh, let us have a say in how we want to manage these things going forward. I just want to clear one thing up before we move on, which is that this doesn't take away the power of the governor to declare an emergency disaster declaration or declare an emergency disaster. What it does is it limits how long he can exercise unilateral authority during that time, and that limits it to 21 days. So after 21 days, the General Assembly either needs to decide to continue that emergency disaster declaration in whole or in part or not at all. And... Um, it really just reinserts the voice of the people into these discussions. Uh, and, and that's what we wanted to ask the voters. Is that something you're interested in doing and amending the Constitution to provide those extra checks and balances? We need to address the elephant in the room here, and, and that is in the process of developing these ballot questions, the 
administration has a say in how they are worded. These are not the most clearly worded ballot questions. It's almost like they were written, designed to be confusing. So folks are going to wonder exactly what they're voting for and what they're voting against. In most simple terms, if you want to limit the power of the governor, you have to vote one way. If you want to maintain the governor's power or allow him to expand it in this manner, you have to vote in another way. What does a vote actually mean here? If you vote yes, what is it doing? If you vote no, what is it doing? So on the on the first two, uh, it's it's very simple. The first one is: Do you want to give the General Assembly the ability to um, basically end an emergency disaster declaration uh, by concurrent resolution without presenting that to the governor? That basically gives the General Assembly uh, the ability to deliberate and decide whether to continue the unilateral executive authority uh, exercised by the governor uh, without his his consent. That's how we feel as the law was already written. Uh, the Supreme Court last year told us that that's not the case. So this just clarifies our original understanding of the law. The second one is, uh, after: do, do you want these emergency disaster declarations to be limited in time after which the General Assembly then would have a say in renewing them whole or in part or not at all? That's a yes vote would reinsert the voice of the General Assembly into these discussions, give the voice of the people uh, more say in how their lives are being governed during these, uh, these, t- these, these periods, which are very dangerous for for the rule of law as they continue to be extended over and over and over again. The third ballot question at the Constitution would, would end discrimination based upon uh, race or ethnicity. Uh, also very important to uh, make sure that, you know, everybody wants to make sure that, that Pennsylvania is a safe place and a place where all families can live and prosper, and that would help, uh, uh, you know, achieve those goals. Now, the fourth question is in a constitutional amendment. It's a ballot referendum that would essentially give... Uh, municipal fire and ambulance and first responder uh, organizations uh, with with career um, folks that are hired uh, every day to maintain, you know, their fire companies and respond to fires during the day, and they don't rely on volunteers to do that necessarily, uh, to have access to uh, borrowing in uh, a loan fund that allows them, uh, it's currently a loan fund that it's, that's, that's solvent, that has a lot of excess money, to be able to borrow money from that to get uh, repair their stations, to buy new fire equipment, ambulance equipment, new trucks, new ambulances, stuff like that. So a yes vote would allow them to have that borrowing authority uh, for a state fund that's already been set up for that purposes for volunteer company. This this has been the PA Policy Podcast. We hope that you understand what you're going to be voting for here on May 18th. Get out to the polls. Make your voice heard. This has been the PA Policy Podcast.